0: Words in Words in Words in Words. Word Word Hello, welcome to the Words in Short podcast. My name is Jake Nathan. And his name is Jake Nathan. And uh, we're going to talk today about some more inspiration. We doubled in it last time. We're going to talk about some people that inspired us to, uh, to start writing. Joe yeah. inspires me, I'm just going to jump in quickly. Yeah. Aaron Shrimpton. Aaron Shrimpton is a very inspirational man. He is an inspirational man. What does he do, Jake? He is a director, uh, editor. He's a spoken word poet, and a much better spoken word poet than he thinks he is. He is. He's also the third member of Words in Chalk. He is. Um, he's the one that told us to make this podcast. Essentially, it was his idea.
1: Yeah, it was his idea. Yeah. So, which is why he's not with us recording it.
0: Obviously, yeah. You, yeah, I you quite like that. an idea for a
1: podcast. You're not going to get involved. Yeah, no. right. just
0: let other people do it. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, that's, that's that's Aaron's role in the, in this whole thing. What is Words in Chalk? Words in Chalk is is us. It's Jake Nathan, it's Aaron Shrimpton, it's 76. We are three spoken word poets um, who connected through poetry. Um, and we are working together. We've got an event coming up called Words, Words in Chalk. Chalk. And word, the name Words in Chalk comes because our first is going to be in Chalkwell Park um, at... Metal, which is, uh, we've taken over the pavilion in Chalkwell Park. They're an art centre. We're going to be putting on a spoken word poetry event there um, with an extraordinary lineup. It's going to be absolutely brilliant. Um, so you should definitely come down and see that. Also, got Sadie Davidson. Sadie Davidson. MEP, mate. MEP, unbelievable. Bexy Bex. but Hazel Mehmet hosting, who's an excellent poet in
1: her own right, as well as being a lovely host and the last minute edition. don't forget Kanye West will be there Kanye West is going to be there Snoop pulled out yes yeah classic
0: Snoop we've drafted in Kanye yeah Kanye's coming down it's going to be his Chalk World debut I think yeah he's really excited about it yeah he is so so yeah get yourself down to follow us on on Instagram words.in.chalk find out more information about that you
1: can follow me too if you want I'm Jake Nathan Creates i 76 Spoken, S-V-N-T-Y-6 Spoken. We're going to now record a, a little cut-in, just in case this comes out after the event. Thanks everyone for coming to the Words and Chalk event. Yeah. Um, that was unbelievable. It was incredible. Unbe- if you've ever seen like a full Wembley, like, like a World Cup final. Yeah. Not there has been one at Wembley, but just a picture in your That's head. There has been one. Oh, there has been one. Yeah. Oh, I should watch the telemorphins, shouldn't I? Yeah. Um, it was this, this sport that everyone keeps going on about. Yeah. Well, we won it, didn't we? we yeah, 66 at Wembley.
0: That was... That was Different well Wembley. Hmm, same
1: space. Different stadium. This podcast has taken a very interesting turn. <laughs> very interesting turn. Um. But no, it was it was a massive event. Thanks, everyone, for coming. There was at least 700 people there. Um, every poet smashed it. There was tears. There was laughter. Lots of high fives, hugs. Two streakers. Two streakers. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was quite the event. Yeah, it was quite the event. It was incredible. Thank you very much. For, yeah, thanks for thanks for coming, everyone, and welcome to uh, Words in Chalk podcast. Um, thanks for tuning in for this third one. Effectively, Jake and I, sometimes Aaron. And other times we'd have guests. We'll talk about being word nerds, being word nerds, nerdy word boys. Yeah, why we love words, lyrics, puns. Why why we love... right! Yep, being an MC, yeah. being, a, being a poet, all all that good stuff.
0: Yeah, and we're going to talk about people who inspire us today. And you you mentioned him jokingly earlier. That seeing Aaron perform was actually a big thing here. you.
1: Yeah, Aaron. Um, Aaron's performance. Well, pre pre Aaron. Because I'm friends with Scroobius Pip, I watched Pip's journey and the... just the unwavering effort and focus that he put into his career from just working on HMV with me and a good few of our friends to deciding that he wanted to write, to not going out, and staying in and writing and recording he used to give me the CDs of all of his demos which I still have and they're the only ones on the planet he's never getting them back (laughs) and no one else is getting them so I've got all Pip's original demos and a cappellas as well Um, but yeah he sacrificed a lot and dedicated a lot and he thoroughly deserves every single piece of success that he's had so I mean that that for me is inspiring, yeah. Um, but also seeing that, I thought I could never do that, yeah. And it almost put me off, yeah. So yeah, cheers Pip for <laughs> just fucking ruining my spoken word hip hop thing for about putting that for about ten years. But then you know, uh, uh, our mutual friend Aaron, uh, director writer extraordinaire uh, of New Waverly Studios, uh, myself and my gorgeous fiance uh, Dovesy Design. Uh, Tasha went to see him at Peggy's perform because I didn't actually know that he did spoken word I had no idea that he did and I've known him for years but that's how humbly he is about I guess Yeah. Um, and it blew me away and I saw you the same night blew me away super inspired me and with a lot of pushing and encouragement from Natasha I decided to put pen to paper Yeah. and write Yeah, just just to leave it there. Yeah, just just touched on there for a bit.
0: Yeah, I think I think seeing seeing someone who is a peer do do something that you want to be able to do can be a massive inspiration. And when it's someone like like Pip who like everything I hear about him is how like how hard he's works, everything how seriously he takes everything. Like the focus that he has. Seeing someone like that can make you think it's impossible, mm. but then seeing someone that you just that you just look at and think you're like me and you're doing it um, can be a, a huge inspiration. I remember, like it wasn't it wasn't a friend for me, but seeing but like seeing someone who sounded like me, like a kid from London, getting up and doing stuff like the grime scene people like achieving these massive things and like they're literally from around the corner for me like kano i'm from mm. me Kano, i used to see kano at park playing football and stuff oh, nice. first time i ever saw him on tv as the streets fit you remix um and he's like walking towards camera rapping and i'm like i know that kid i didn't know his name i mm. didn't personally know him but That's i know his footballer yeah i was like i had like that's someone that that, that is like, come from where I'm from. He's doing his stuff, and it took me a lot longer than seeing that to actually get up and do it. But um, but having having seeing people who are like, you and from where you're from, do it can be a, a gigantic inspiration. Just showing you like, oh, people can like me, can do it. Mm. And then um, you get the the people that you like, that you admire like massively. Like we're both hip hop fans. So you hear people, like, listen to a Wu-Tang record and they're, like, they're ridiculous. Like, I don't even know how to look, like, one word to describe it. But but like, when,
1: when you say see, like, someone who's from your town... Yeah. ..and they can do it, so you and Kano, for example, or me and Pip, and you see them do it, that's when you think it's real.
0: Yeah.
1: When you listen to a Wu-Tang or a Common or a slum village whoever trouble whoever it might be you've got no connection with those guys and they're already like incredible at what they do you haven't necessarily seen the journey but then what inspires me and makes me think do you know what maybe I can do something with this is again it maybe sounds silly but the Wu-Tang American saga on Disney Plus the series they're all they were like friends stroke enemies from school or different housing projects that had an idea and they all started doing it and then they became yeah. what they became. It's, it's the same journey.
0: Yeah, it's like journey It doesn't matter where yeah.
1: you're from, but we that's a block, I think, that we put in our head. Yeah. Like, you hear all the time. It could be someone like Adele or fucking... I can't think of any other pop star. <laughs> all of a sudden, like Justin Bieber or someone. Yeah. They're like, oh, I never thought like someone from a little town like so-and-so... What does it matter where you're from? Yeah. I think it's the application and the dedication and the evolution that you put into it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like, l- listen, listening to Liquid Swords. I'm like, this man is incredible. What an album. Yeah,
1: like... It's- Tommy ain't my motherfucking boy. When you fake moves on it, yeah.
0: It's, when you listen to stuff what like that, they're like, they look like, they seem like gods. Like, that's something I would love to be able to do, not necessarily something that I can do. Yeah and then uh, you, you need to see people around you doing stuff. That's why I think it's really important to be around creative people. Um, like, my mates that I grew up with, for like I met them at college, and uh, we're re- really tight, still really tight to this day, but no one else in that group is necessarily that creative. Mm. Um, and it took me making friends outside that group to make myself go and do things. Not that they weren't encouraging. If I, whenever I told them the plans I had, it was like, cool, do it, but... Not having other people around me doing the same thing was uh, was something I lacked. i
1: I'm guess. super similar to you. I, I recognise that entirely. Like my group of friends at college, I wouldn't have wanted to break away with fear of being ridiculed. Yeah. Because I don't think they would have been. It would have been friendly banter, but I don't know if there would have been encouragement or belief there. It would have been just a lot of piss taking. Yeah. And not in a bad because like you're 16, 17, 18 years old. That's what you do with your mates. Yeah. But I wasn't, I wasn't around anyone creative or inspiring at that time. Yeah.
0: The only one of our group that really did anything was my mate Andy. He uh, he wanted to be a DJ. So we went on that journey with him and uh, travelled all over the place for him to DJ. And I found that inspiring. But at the time, I wasn't. I hadn't dealt with my anxiety enough to be able to do anything of it. Hmm. I was still crippled by it. So I was super proud of Andy and, we were like, supporting him all the way. Like, we drove all, everywhere with him to, to watch him DJ or take him to DJ. Um, and he, yeah, he, I guess he was not a very early inspiration of me, for me. Like, you can go and do stuff if you want to do it. Mm. He very quickly was, like, getting bookings all over the place and just through pure persistence
1: and and doing it. Yeah. Um, well, we kind of touched on that in either the last or the first episode. Yeah. Just... The only difference is people do it. I mean, yeah. that, your, your mate Andy, that's exactly with Pip. Like him and um, Alan, a.k.a. Overview, Glasson, a.k.a. Monomy at the time, and I believe Ice Cold Mutt 3000, Matt, um, essentially went round with Pip on exactly the same journey, yeah. just playing gigs outside gigs, outside pub gardens, yeah. asking if they could be the warm-up act to blah, 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 blah just literally just doing it over and over and over again and it yeah. paid off
0: yeah and I think in, we're lucky in, in this moment there, there are there's gigs set up for us to go and do so we, yeah. you don't have to have that drive necessarily no you can turn up at, at, uh, at Peggy's on uh, one Sunday a month and, and go and do a bit of poetry exactly or, or I've, done,
1: I've done seven live performances now and how many of them were at Peggy's three
0: so it's yeah just like mm. having spaces for people to get up is a great thing and uh, I'm sure, I didn't know where to get up actually the first time I did it, I went to a music open mic or a venue that did a music open, open mic and said, do you have do you take poetry? I knew the owner um, and she said, yeah, of course we do. Like, do you want me to put you down? And I said, oh no, I'll come down and do it soon So I was shitting myself.
1: Yeah.
0: But later that day I made myself message her and be like, put me on the list for the next one.
1: Yeah.
0: And then I went down and do it, did it. And uh, they didn't really have many poets, I don't think. I think that was their third ever poet. Uh, but I just got lucky that there was another poet there called Barry Fentiman Hall. Great name. He's a great name. He's, he's a, a great name. When he, when I when I was talking to him, he's like, "There's no one else by that name <laughs> on, on Facebook, so you'll find me." Nice. Um, I did have a teacher
1: called Mrs. Fentiman at school. I wonder if they are. Barry Hall, though. He's from up north, so. I'm not sure. yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, he was there, um, and the way he described it to me, he was only there because his wife was out, and you got a free point if you performed on the open mic. Um, and he'd, yeah, he happened to be there, and he came over to talk to me afterwards, um, and I said, it's my first time. He said, it's, a, it's as good a first time as I've seen him when he's come down and do my show. And I went and did his show, and then met people there. I asked him to go and do their show. And I think that's another good thing about, particularly the poetry community, is very, very encouraging. Super encouraging. People, like, hosts at almost every show will tell you, if you like to poet, go and tell them afterwards, because yeah. that's the stuff that keeps people going. Yeah. And, um, and as awkward as we all are, when you compliment us, we will we'll sort of go, oh, thank you. It likes that next little fire, doesn't it? Yeah. to do the next thing. Just knowing people enjoy what you did is, uh, is a gigantic thing. It's such
1: encouragement another point that you had there is that I've always believed if you put something out to the universe it will create something new for you yeah. so you meeting old Barry BFH as we call it from now yeah. on is that led to you BFH, to the next thing which then led you to the next thing to the next thing to the next
0: thing yeah 100% I think something that I've learned and that has helped me is like what's the worst that's going to happen like you don't like it and don't do it again well yeah. it's one night out of your life But it's not wasted it you tried something new yeah. Like worst case scenario is I didn't like those ones. I thought I would. Like if you have if you have the drive to do something, just give it a go. Yeah. There's nothing nothing awful's gonna happen from China.
1: No. And let go of what you think your mates will say or your family will say.
0: Definitely, yeah.
1: That, that's held me back for so long in so many things. What will people say?
0: Me too. Me too. Like I, I suffered with social anxiety, and I, I literally was crippled by it until I was like 24, or 25. And I had to have this moment of realization of, either, I'm either going to let this control me for the rest of my life, or I'm going to go and do the things I want to do. Hmm. So I, uh, I adopted the match of be brave, and like just it. It was just it's not the absence of fear that makes someone brave. It's like feeling the fear and doing it anyway. And I thought I'd come up with that. It turns out loads of people have said that. Nelson Mandela's got a great
1: quote about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, because I came up with haters gone hate. Did you? Yeah. But then that caught yeah. on. That was all around the bloody globe. Yeah, but well,
0: you started that, though. I did
1: start that. Mine, mine other
0: people have already said it. You actually started haters. I started hate. that, yeah. I
1: remember when I said once, um, uh, don't hate the player, hate the game. Yeah. Yeah, and before you know it, everybody's it was saying all it. Over. Everybody.
0: Yeah. I think I said it to you the first time I met you, and you were like, that's fine, don't do that. Yeah, I've already said it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You are, you're inspirational. Thank you. Speaking of inspirations, so we touched on Wu Tang and Liquid Swords earlier. Who else has inspired you to? I know we've m- maybe mentioned Common in the past.
0: Yeah, I, like, obviously love rap, but. Um, a white boy who is not gangster. So, yes you are. I mean, I'm a bit gangster, but um, I don't know, but it's grown as I've got older. But I, I knew I couldn't like the music that I loved was was like grime music as well. It was like quite aggressive, and I just knew that wasn't me. Mm. So, discovering people who would who would make a music like what well, I was listening to, but. Had different messages was huge. So, obviously, Common, Talib Kweli, Most Deaf, um, Tricord Quest, like that side of hip-hop was a huge discovery for me. Um, and that led me to find a poetry jam, which I mean, poetry. And then seeing all the different kind of styles on that show, it wasn't just one kind. Um, there's a guy called Mom's Eschema, who I found out recently died. I didn't. I didn't know he died at the time. I think he died during the pandemic. Um, but I remember seeing him, and he's he's an actor as well. And his poetry is almost like the words are almost the least important thing about it. He's a he is a performer, and he he I don't know. He just manages to portray these. These emotions and, and and delivered his poetry in a way that I'd never seen anything like it before and he just blew me away until to like to this day I was, I'll go on YouTube and just Google Mumster Schema and watch some of his poems um, and that's like one of the things that held me back also was through his googling Mumster Schema and seeing that one of his criticisms was that his poems were just rap and I thought I was going to turn up a poetry show and they were going to go no you're rapping, fuck off um, so that helped me back for
1: a long time how do we spell his name, by the way?
0: It's M U M S D A Schema. I don't think it's spelled right it. I think Schema spelled properly. Um, but he's, he's got two or three poems in Death Poetry Jam that just absolutely blew me away. Um, and then you've got people like
1: um, Saul Williams. I saw Saul Williams live at 93 feet east, and I was so close to the front, I've got his spittle on me. Wow. I oh know, I haven't watched since. No, just, That what, was eight years ago. I was wondering what the smell was. Yeah, but, Saul Williams um, spit.
0: But he's almost one of those people who you watch him perform and you're like, I can't fucking do that. He's incredible. He is amazing. Yeah. Um, but, my, yeah, Mum's a schema. Even though I can't do what he does, something about him being so different to what everybody else would do made me think there's a face for everyone. Yeah. And he massively inspired me.
1: Actually, just thinking about what inspired me as well is when I got... I think we spoke on the last podcast about how we loved the big artists, but then you drift into the more underground-y. I think when I got into my, quote-unquote, backpacker rap phase, so I was listening to Sage Francis, Atmosphere, Eden. you need to listen to Primitive Plus. It's unbelievable. I will remind you of that. Um, idea and abilities, uh, like the whole like, kind of anti-con movement at the yeah. time. And again, that was—I know it's not about colour, but when you see the white boys doing it, and they're next-level talented, yeah. next-level wordplay, like so Sage Francis and B Dolan. Yeah. Not only are they incredible MCs, but they do poetry and spoken word as well. Yeah. And then when you listen and work out the level of passion and creativity like unblemished that they put into their work yeah. not worrying about am I going to lose people am I going to gain people like as yeah. an audience am I going to sell a million or sell five they just give a shit about like, their craft Yeah, and that really inspired me I think we were saying pre-recording that Sage has got um, a poem where he talks about him getting into hip hop and the journey, how people looked at him and the, the, the kind of the, the negative comments that he got because he was enjoying it, et cetera. But yeah. to be able to tell that story and keep it hip-hop and be spoken word and be uh, so genuine with it as well, again, nothing that really inspires me. Like yeah. People can be creative, can be genuine.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like Genuine is such a huge word for me like you can easily tell when someone is doing something that's not really them and you can tell the poets who are doing it to make create a career rather than to be good at it because like ultimately i would love for poetry to be my career but i'm not going to make decisions based on that i'm going to make decisions on me writing poems or, oh, like music as well, like stuff that I am proud of and that I think is great. Um, it's something that I don't, like I heard about Ed Sheeran is that when he he was starting, I can't remember what album it was, he time starting to record his album and he was like, right, I need to write a single for Radio 1 and a single for Radio 2, which is very clever in terms of marketing yourself, but makes me feel that his music is less genuine than I want it to be. He's not just yeah. making what he wants to make. Yeah. Um, So it is a big thing for me. I think probably as well because I spent, because of my social anxiety, I spent so much time worrying about what other people wanted me to be and not being myself. And then finally being myself, I spot it a mile off when someone is pretending and I can see it so easily because I spent so long doing it.
1: But it's funny, some of the things that people think they're hiding, other people see.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and you can tell. I went to um, the Roundhouse Poetry Slam... Um, which is, I think it's 18 to 25-year-olds. And then I went to the final of it, and there were, I think, eight poets. I kind of stayed eight or ten. But the three poets who were the top three, eventually, you could tell that they were speaking from experience and telling true stories about themselves, and that stood out a mile off to me. And I had them them ahead from the first round, and then they pulled further ahead in the second round. Um, and they eventually were the top three. I was really happy that the judges had it that way. But there were other kids who were getting up, there was, just, there was one kid who did a poem about his um, his brother and being uh, not fitting in at school, but like, keep going. And like, you'll you'll be the person of being honest, which is like, if it's a true story, it's a lovely story but said like, oh this is an amalgamation of my three brothers and all the way through you're thinking you I'm not right this isn't an amalgamation of your three brothers you said that to make it sound more real you wanted to write an inspiring poem yeah. and you went with this story but it, it doesn't feel true so it's not yeah. inspiring and I think that's quite easy to tell in there I think oh, yeah, that's, a, that's a sixth
1: sense that a lot of people have yeah. whether something's genuine or ingenuine yeah which is why I always try and
0: like everything I do is like
1: I put my heart and soul out there I think you said about, like, knowing who you were. Yeah. And I don't think... I think it's taken me to literally my my 40s, my mid-40s, to actually know who I am. Yeah. And feel genuine. And by pure maybe coincidence or the planets aligning is when I've started being my most creative. I think the stuff happens when it's supposed to happen,
0: to be yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. I like... As much as you've got to work to get what you want to do and you can't just sit around waiting for it, I do think stuff comes to the right time. And that right time is probably when you're... ..when you finally get to a point where you can go out and do stuff and you put yourself out there. And then once you're out there, it's much easier for these things to happen to you. Yeah. Like, if I hadn't started doing spoken word poetry, I'm not in a poetry slam in Kent that Aaron signs up to. Um I get... It get the first one gets cancelled and we can't do it. Second one, I got COVID, but the person who runs poetry stand just happened to say to me, "Oh, Erin's from Essex," and I just made to Essex, so I message Erin and say, "What's going on in the poetry scene?" Yeah. And he says. Hang on a minute. How do you know Chris Glasson? Yeah, because <laughs> we're looking on Facebook, and turns out like I know his best mate. Yeah, and that automatically gives us a connection. Mm. And like Chris says to Aaron, like, "Oh yeah, Jake's cool," so like it, it makes connection. And I go down and do poetry at Peggy's, and I meet you there because mm-hmm. you come down to see Aaron.
1: Right? Yeah. And, and my,
0: also know Glasson. You know Glasson as well. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just on a the five thing. degrees of Chris Glasson, isn't it? Yeah. The, I, literally our first interaction was Aaron said, so this is Jay, he knows Chris, and you said, I'm sorry. And that, just, <laughs> <laughs> that is Chris. That's, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's Chris in a nutshell. Everyone regrets knowing him. Um, but yeah, all this stuff happens at the right time because you're putting yourself out there at, at, at that time. So I think that uh, it's never too late to do something. I was in my 30s. You're in your 40s. Like, yeah. There's just, just take the jump and do it. Is my advice.
1: So the, the coincidences as well. You hear so many stories. I watch, I watch a lot of like interviews with rappers, etc. There's so many stories where they went to a gig. Someone was supposed to perform but pulled out. So they were asked to do it instead, and that was the beginning of their massive career. Yeah. Or their friend entered them into a. Like an MC battle that they weren't, they didn't want to do, yeah. and they won it, and now they're like the biggest rapper on the planet, kind of thing. All those little coincidences, but the point is, is they went somewhere and something happened. Yeah. If they'd have just sat in, then maybe I'll go next week. Yeah. We we may never have heard him. Exactly. Yeah.
0: But I I also think it's important to like not focus on the fact that like so many times I was gonna go to a poetry show and I bowled it yeah. and not letting that. Like, define you. I'm not, I'm not the person who just never tried poetry. Like, I kept building myself up to it. I was so ridiculously anxious, but eventually I made myself do it. And it's yeah, probably the best thing I've ever done, But like, in terms of personal growth.
1: Yeah.
0: And what, what pushed me as well was um, I had my kid, I had my first son, and I was like, how can I tell this little boy to follow his dreams? and support him and if like, I've never done anything to mind, yeah. and that sounds cheesy as fuck but that's like that's literally a thought that I had
1: yeah
0: like when he when he comes to me and says I want to do this and I never pursued poetry or rap like
1: how yeah. can I tell him to do yeah. anything yeah, yeah. So it felt important to me. That you just I haven't have got the, the credence to give advice and yeah. you've not even followed your own. Yeah. I guess it's another classic human trait, isn't it? Yeah. You'll give everyone all the advice in the world, but will you ever follow it yourself? I am incredibly Probably not. Advice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you did, mate, because you're incredibly talented. I don't know. that talent was just sitting in there. I don't even do you know, realize
0: how creative I was until I started making myself do creative things. Mm. I remember, I used to think the same thing about my sister. Like, she can sing, she can draw, she can paint, she can write, she can do all these things. She doesn't really pursue any of it, and it was so frustrating to me. Yeah. She didn't. Because she was talented, and she should do it. And then I started doing the poetry, and it was going quite well, so I started... Painting, and it turns out I was alright at that. So I started illustrating. I was like, "Oh, this is going alright." Like maybe I'll try rapping again. Mm. Oh, like, "I'm I'm a better rapping than these." We just through like osmosis and yeah. You just have to take in the chance, get your faces. It's like go in, just get up and go. Sometimes
1: yeah, and there's never a right time. I guess on that inspirational note, we're 30 minutes in. Wow, That's flew. It did fly. I hope it flew by for our listener. Yeah, you're right, mate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've not asked you Thanks for listening. Um, tweeting. Let us uh, let us know what you thought of this. You could have been anywhere in the world tonight, <laughs> <laughs> but you chose to be with me and Jake uh, discussing poetry, words, inspiration, creative process, yeah. bravery, Bravery's courage. Born.
0: Putting um, yourself out there. While you're here, why don't you be brave enough to follow us on social media? <laughs> I'm Jake Nathan Creates. And he's
1: Jake Nathan Creates.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we are yeah. words, words.in.chalk and we've got 76 spoken, but don't put any vowels in 70. Yeah, do, S-V-N-T-Y-6. Do put vowels in spoken. There's
1: a little caveat out there, so words.in.chalk, yeah. because somebody else had words in chalk. Really? Fuming. I didn't choose to put the dots in there. Yeah, I never that, really thought about it. The other words in chalk hasn't posted anything.
0: Uh, when, we're, when we're famous, they'll charge us like a million to take it up them.
1: And... Yeah, exactly. So that's why we're words dotting dot chalk, is because somebody had taken words in chalk. Interesting. Yeah. What a prick. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. Probably roundhouse kick him if I ever see him you deserve it. Yeah, I'm well good at roundhouse kicks.
0: I think
1: you
0: do it. Yeah. I, I like that you practice on kids, so you know. Not... Yeah, we'll start low.
1: Yeah, work your way up. Work my way out for the age groups. Yeah. yeah. I'm up to age seven at the minute.
0: Yeah, you get really high out there <laughs> Yeah. You spent a long time at one.
1: I did. I did. I was wearing tight jeans. Fair. But when I moved to a more balloony pantaloon. Yeah, you'd phone through. Yeah. Those empty ammo trousers. Yeah. Doing you a massive favour. So, when um, I perform at Words in Chalk, the, f- the first piece I'm performing is called Balloony Planet. <laughs> it's really <laughs> difficult to say. Which makes it great for a poem <laughs> and a podcast, yeah. Something that relies solely on words.
0: So, yeah, come down come down to Chalkwell Park on 8th of October, come and see our show.
1: It's £5 a ticket, and honestly, the level of performing you're getting for that is crazy. Yeah, unbelievable. And Jackie you're going to be performing again bare-chested but bits of tape across your nipples.
0: Yeah, that's the plan. Words words words